I want to talk to you today about heavenly peace. Heavenly peace. I, I love the Christmas season. It's absolutely my favorite time of the year. I love to go home and listen to Christmas music this time of the year. And I love Christmas carols. And one of my favorite Christmas carols is Silent Night. And the song begins with Silent Night, Holy Night. All is calm. All is bright. And Christmas is one of those seasons where all can be bright. And during the Christmas season, it is a very bright time in my life. You see, my, my wife and I, we were married during the Christmas season. We got married on December the 20th of 1997. So this next month, we'll be married 17 years. And I literally married my best friend. I married the woman of my dreams. I get to spend the rest of my life with. Some of you are brand new to the church, so you don't know this. Some of you have been with us a while, but I want to talk to all of you that are brand new. I want you to know if you're new to the church, my wife is the barbecue sauce on my ribs, the jelly on my toast, the butter on my popcorn, the gravy on my biscuits, and the hot sauce on my chitlins. I love my wife. I love Christmas time. Celebrate another anniversary. Our first child was born on December the 3rd. I mean, we just love Christmas time. I'll never forget 11 years ago, December the 3rd, it'll be 11 years on this Wednesday, when they handed us Kel Cooper. And it was Christmas season, so they actually handed Kel to us with a Christmas stocking hat on. Oh. It's a Christmas stocking hat. I mean, Christmas hat on. Come on, they could have just put the boy in a stocking as far as I'm put him in a stocking, hand him to me. I mean, that was our gift for, for Christmas. So we love the Christmas season. A lot of our life is just brightness with, with all of the things we celebrate during the Christmas season. And our kids love Christmas season because of the gifts. And they love to open Christmas presents. And all is bright in their world when they open one present that they really wanted. They may dance and shout and scream. All is bright. My wife and I, like many of you, we love to watch our kids open gifts. Perhaps it's your grandkids, and you just get so happy watching your children, your grandchildren, so excited to open up their gifts, and you just think, man, all is bright. One of my favorite moments during the Christmas season is on Christmas Day, the Christmas family dinner. Oftentimes, we have it with Tiffany's family, and we're all around the dinner table and eating and fellowship. It's just a wonderful moment when I think all is bright. But I do realize today that for some of you, this year, during this season, all is not bright. You're thinking to yourself, during this Christmas season, life seems pretty dark for me right now. You think about having Christmas dinner with family and it makes you depressed. You think about your family during this season and things feel pretty gloomy. Some of you have recently lost a loved one. I know my wife this year lost both her grandmother and grandfather that she was very close to this year. And during this time of the year, it can weigh heavy on your heart. Some of you, you think about trying to buy Christmas gifts and it just stresses you out because you don't know where the money is going to come from to buy the gifts. You think about your life and you think about the drama and the pain, the struggle and the issues happening in your life, and you're thinking to yourself, all is not bright. 
The famous Christmas carol says, Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly peace. And you're looking around at your life right now, and you're thinking all is not calm, and all is not bright, and your children aren't tender and mild, and you sure wouldn't describe them jokers as holy. <laughs> and the last thing you have right now is heavenly peace. You're thinking right now, heavenly peace, what in the world is heavenly peace? I mean, I'm stressed out. I'm busy. I'm tired. My relationships are fractured. I'm, I'm having to go shopping and, and cooking. I have to work overtime. I'm stressed. I, I'm busy. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. All is bright. Heavenly peace. <laughs> what is that? And today what I want to do is talk to you about having heavenly peace, no matter what you're facing in life, no matter what you're going through, no matter how dark it may seem, I want you to know that you can experience heavenly peace. Let, let's look at the Christmas story together. Let's look at Luke's account of the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse number 8. It says, and there were shepherds, there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good, noise, good, good news, not noise, but news that will be caused great joy. For all the people, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. Jesus was born that first Christmas day to bring many things to earth. He came to bring us healing. He came to bring us forgiveness. He came to bring us hope. He came to bring us salvation. He came to bring us joy. He came to bring us, yes, even peace, heavenly peace. And I want you to know no matter what you're facing, Jesus came that you could experience heavenly peace. I want to give you three reasons we don't have heavenly peace. Three reasons so many people don't have heavenly peace. Number one is this, past mistakes. Past mistakes. In verse 8, it says that the angel appeared to shepherds. And it's not by accident that the angel brings this message of hope and salvation and peace to the shepherds. You see, in that day, if there was anyone who struggled with not having peace, it was the shepherds. You see, in those days, shepherds were considered ceremonially unclean because of what they did. You see, under the law in Leviticus, under the Levitical law, 
The Jewish people were not allowed to touch any dead animal. They were not allowed to touch feces. And because of what the shepherds did, they were always encountering dead animals and moving dead sheep and and touching feces. And so they were considered unclean. And because they were considered unclean in their society, they were not able to go into the temple and worship God. They were not able to go into the temple and offer sacrifices for their sins. You see, before Jesus came, the way people were forgiven of their sins was by going into the temple and sacrificing, offering sacrifices so their sins could be forgiven. And the shepherds were not able to do so. And just like you and I, the shepherds had past sins had mistakes, had failures, and they weren't able to experience forgiveness. Their past sins and mistakes were just hanging over their heads. And friends, there's very little peace when we're haunted by our past mistakes. It's so true that our history can come into our present and completely ruin our future our history. It can cause us to have sleepless nights. Our history can cause us to have turmoil and grief. Our history can cause us to be filled with shame and sadness. Our history can cause us to look back at our life with regret. I think about my history and made many, many mistakes and failures and I think particularly back to my high school years when I was running wild and chasing the girls and bitter and angry and hostile. And I think about all my past, and if, I, if my past had never been dealt with, my past could literally creep into my present, and it would affect my future. Past, the past, it can haunt us. And the only way to get past the past It's through Christ. Christ is how we deal, get past our past. It's through Jesus Christ. So here's what the Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 14. It says, glory to God in the highest, to these shepherds. It says, and on earth, on earth, peace, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace on those. Who's those? Him, his favor rests. You see, the word favor also means grace. And we aren't promised peace because of our possessions, our position, or our power. We're only promised heavenly peace through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Heavenly peace. You see, God's grace rests on those who accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, who receive Christ into their life. Your past does not have to haunt you anymore. Jesus came, Jesus came to forgive you of all of your sins, your mistakes, and your failures. I like how the book of Acts says it in Acts chapter 10 and verse 36. It says, you know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace, The good news of peace. How do we have peace? Through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. 
Christ is the only way to get past the past and experience real peace. And we can't achieve our destiny until we deal with our history. I'm going to say that again. We can't achieve our destiny until we deal with our history. And the only way we deal with our history and we're forgiven and we're made new and we become clean and we don't have to deal with the guilt and the condemnation of all of our mistakes is through Jesus Christ. He came to forgive us of our sins that we could experience heavenly peace. There is a a second reason people don't experience heavenly peace, and that is present circumstances. Present circumstances. You see, one of the biggest lies the enemy wants you to believe today is that you are where you are and you're stuck where you are. He wants you to believe that your present circumstances define your future, and there's nothing you can do about it. You see where you are? You're stuck. You see how your life is? You're stuck. You see how your family is? You're stuck where you are. And friends, those shepherds, no doubt, felt defined and trapped by their present circumstances. They were considered unclean. Nobody wanted to be around the shepherds. They, they were not allowed to go into the temple and worship and offer sacrifices for their sins. I mean, the shepherds, their present circumstances looked bleak. There wasn't much hope for the shepherds, and it looked like those shepherds, it just looked like they were stuck right where they were. I mean, we're just shepherds. We're just lonely, unlovable, can't even go into the temple. I mean, we're just We're just shepherds. We're just kind of stuck where we, where we are. I think we've all felt like those shepherds before. I'm trapped in my present situation and trapped in my circumstances. I'm just, I'm just a shepherd. I mean, things are not good. I'm just, just trapped. It's just kind of my plot in life. I just come from a broken home, just, just kind of how life is. I've just been poor all my life. And, Nobody in my family has a high school education or a college education. I'm just stuck. I've been, I've been abused. I'm, I'm stuck. I've been abandoned. I'm, I'm trapped in an addiction. I'm bound. I mean, my life would just always be like this. Don't you understand? I'm a shepherd. My life will just always be like this. But there's good news for you today. And the good news is this. The Savior of the world was born 2,000 years ago. And that changed everything. I want you to understand that you no longer have to be defined and trapped in your present circumstances. I want you to see this in Luke chapter 2 and verse 10. I mean, this is, it's, it's behooving, it, it, it's, it's jaw-dropping to think that the angel of the Lord showed up to shepherds. Nobody wants to be around shepherds. You don't show up and tell shepherds that Jesus is here. You go to some king. You go to somebody who has clout, but you don't go to shepherds, lowly shepherd, shepherds who nobody wants to be around, who nobody, they won't even not even allowed in the temple. You don't go to shepherds. And yet God shows up through his angel to shepherds. And here's what he says in verse 10. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Hey, fellas, you've been experiencing bad news. <laughs> you hadn't been able to go into the temple. Nobody wants to be around you. But fellas, today I have good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Yes, even you. In other words, hey, shepherds, there's good news for you. Boys, you're no longer stuck. You no longer have to be bound by your past and trapped in your present circumstances. Jesus, the Savior of the world, came to set you free. 
And friends, the shepherds no longer had to be defined by their present circumstances. They no longer had to be defined as dirty, unwanted, unlovable shepherd men because the Savior of the world was born that day. They could now be known as children of the Most High God, as a friend of God. They were no longer trapped in their present circumstances where nobody wanted to be around them, where they could not go into the temple. It was a new day for those shepherd men. Because Jesus was born. And I have news for somebody today. Good news. Jesus came to forgive you of your sins and to help you in your present circumstances. Sir, ma'am, I don't care where you are in life. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care if you feel like a lowly shepherd and nobody wants anything to do with you. I want you to know Jesus wants to help you in your present situation. You may feel like I'm stuck, and I want you to know because Jesus came, you don't have to be stuck. He's here to help you, and there is hope through Jesus Christ. Come on, there's hope. There's, that, that's a word for somebody today. Somebody needs to hear it because you got your head hung low, and you need to realize there is hope through Jesus Christ because he was born 2,000 years ago. Matter of fact, the book of Romans chapter 15 and verse 13 says this, may the God of hope, he's the God of hope, the God of hope fill you with joy, and notice this, joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer today is that everybody at the Oklahoma City location, that as the word of God is going forth in your present situations, you're starting to see hope there at Midwest City. You're starting to sense hope there at Northwest Oklahoma City. You're starting to sense hope. Those joining us online, you're starting to sense hope. He's the God of hope, and as you trust in him, he'll fill you with joy and peace so that you can overflow with the hope by the power of of the Holy Spirit. Jesus came and there is hope for your life. You don't have to stay stuck in your present circumstances because of Jesus. May you be filled with hope. Things can change. That marriage can change. Your life can change. Your situation can change. Things can turn around because of Jesus. There is hope. Number three is this. There's a a third reason people don't have heavenly peace. And that is an uncertain future. Past mistakes, present circumstances, and an uncertain future. Because the shepherds could not go into the temple to offer sacrifices for their sins, they had an uncertain future. It's one thing to be concerned about your family, about friends, about clothing, about shelter, about provision. And it's a whole nother category to be concerned about your eternal destination, to have an uncertain future in regards to your eternity. You see, an uncertain future will suck the peace right out of you. It's a scary place to be when you don't know where you'll spend eternity. And it can literally cause you to lack peace in your mind and your heart. And I know from personal experience, when you trust Jesus and your future is secured to spend eternity in his presence in heaven, there is a peace that comes over your life and in your heart like nothing else 
to know that your future is certain in a place called heaven. And the Bible says that day that the angel came to these shepherd men who had an uncertain future, who were not allowed into the temple. And that day in Luke chapter 11, he says these words to them. Today in the town of David, a Savior. Fellas, a Savior has been born to you. Those two words are very critical, to you. Come on, everybody at all of our locations, everybody say, to you. Come on, look to your neighbor and tell them this. Say, to you. Come on, look to the other neighbor and say, to you. Yeah, a Savior has been born to you, to you, to you. He is the Messiah or the anointed one, the chosen one, the Lord, the shepherds. Listen, you don't have to live with an uncertain future. He says this, the Savior has been born to you. The Messiah was born to you. Listen, forgiveness is for you, shepherd men. Jesus came for you. And somebody needs to hear that word today. Jesus came for you. A Savior has been born unto you. He wants to forgive you. Pastor, you don't know what I've done. I'm a shepherd. I've messed up. I've messed up my life. Jesus came for you. I'm bound in my sin today. Jesus came for you. He showed up the shepherd men who nobody wanted to be around. And he says, listen, the gospel is for you. That's the good news today. No matter what you've done, no matter how you've messed up, no matter where you found yourself, Jesus came for you. Oh, pastor, you don't know what I just did this last week. He came for you. You don't know how trapped I am. He came for you. He wants to forgive you. A Savior has been born to you. And I want you to see the shepherd's response to this good news, that the Savior was born for them. And in verse 15, we see this in Luke 2. It says, when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried. They hurried off and found Mary and Joseph they, and the baby. They hurried and found baby Jesus, who was lying in the manger. After hearing about the good news of Jesus, the shepherds hurried and found Jesus. They hurried and found Jesus. During this Christmas season, there will be a lot of hurrying around. People will be hurrying around to go shopping to buy Christmas presents. Some of you were hurrying around on Black Friday, on Yellow Thursday, on Pink Wednesday. You were hurrying. You were hurrying. Trying to get the deals. People are going to be hurrying to put up Christmas decorations. Hurrying to clean the house for company. Hurrying to bake the food. Hurrying to buy some more groceries to have a big meal. Hurrying to wrap the presents. Hurrying and hurrying and hurrying around. And I hope during this Christmas season, as today you hear the good news that Jesus came for you, I hope your response is like those shepherds. When they heard the good news that Jesus came for them, they didn't stay where they were. They immediately hurried to find Jesus. And I hope today, no matter what you've done, where you find yourself, that you'll respond like those shepherds and you will hurry to find Jesus. 
oh, there's going to be a lot of hurrying this Christmas season. But would you hurry to run to his grace and hurry to run to his mercy? And don't delay another day and hurry to receive his forgiveness in your life. Jesus was born 2,000 years ago to forgive you of your past mistakes, to help you in your present circumstances, and to give you a certain future where you can be certain you'll spend eternity in heaven. And I'm telling you, when you know that and you experience that in your life, the grace and favor of God, this Christmas season, if you trust Him, you will experience heavenly peace.